everyone. Hope you're doing well. As I was editing this episode, I realized that there were some moments where it seemed really cynical, and I stand by that cynicism, but I want to clarify that any cynicism that Kevin and I feel is entirely to do with the Oscar voters themselves and the arbitrary way in which they pick movies. But unfortunately, there are moments where my cynicism about voters made me unkind to creators and their work. And the last thing I want to be is dismissive of anyone's creativity. These are from people who made something. And regardless of quality, you still did something. You put it out there. So I think if the Oscars are good for anything, it's that they're able to bring recognition to these films and put them on people's radars so they could be watched. I encourage you to seek out a movie that you wouldn't ordinarily watch. Kevin and I had a lot of fun breaking it down. We, we went method on this one. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we will see you at the Oscars. Kevin, it is that time of year again. It's a different year because it's a pandemic year, but we're back again to talk about the Oscars. The Oscars. So on a percentage scale of 0% to 100%, how excited are you for the Oscars this year? I'm a solid 30. Solid 30? (laughs) So that's a rotten, in other words? It It hasn't been fresh for a while. It hasn't been fresh since uh, Beasts of the Southern got snubbed, but here we are again, <laughs> back in the heap of it. I re-listened to our, our episode that we did last year. It was the Parasite year, and the the high from Parasite winning, that really fulfilled everything I really need from the Oscars. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really know what more I could possibly ask for in terms of a ceremony well let me ask you this last year before it aired how how excited were you what was your percentage Ooh, i would say 50 right maybe and so but after like now now it has your attention (laughs) (laughs) now i'm plugged in now i'm i'm making bets in vegas yeah but there's no parasite. There's no parasite two this year, so I don't know what's what's gonna win. I came up with a good analogy of the Oscars, where the Oscars are like Michelin stars. Michelin stars were literally created by the Michelin Tire Company to encourage people to travel more to visit restaurants that they had given stars to, and that's sort of what the Oscars are. They give awards to themselves to encourage people to pay to see the movie. Yeah, but I don't think the I don't think the people who are doing the Oscars are the ones making the movies. But yeah, yeah, the the people who win the Oscars, the the quote unquote important Oscars, those are the ones who are campaigning the hardest because they know that Oscar bump will get more attention for the project. That's true. It can lead to the studios that have the most ability to campaign. Like Harvey Weinstein was very good at campaigning, which is why. Shakespeare in Love won over Saving Private Ryan. 
as, as as much as I don't like like the winners of the Oscars, I like the ecosystem uh, in which it allows all these movies to get made. Cause like you can say you can say Oscar bait, but like how where else are you gonna get interesting movies like this? You know, mm-hmm. that are like a big risk that may not make its money back. You're glad it's the time that movies that are purely made for artistic purposes can get recognition and therefore an audience. Yeah, because otherwise, where else would they be? You know, no one's gonna watch these movies. Yeah, which separating my. My cynicism about the the Oscars themselves, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling excited, and I think that's just my how I'm feeling about movies at the moment. You're not excited for this year, particularly. No, I think I think I'm just not excited about movies in general right now, mm. and so it's hard for me to 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 be excited about these. There's there are some that stand out more than others, but overall, I'm not as engaged because like i said before i feel like i've gotten everything i could possibly get out of the oscars well i'll tell you what once cruella comes out i think you'll change your tune i think i may fall in love with movies again (laughs) really embrace the art form and respect what disney has done they're calling it the next citizen kane so i'm excited Mm mm-hmm they should (laughs) For a second, I almost said, well, they are releasing it in black and white, but unfortunately, that is not true. So I guess it's time to talk about what we actually came to talk about, the Oscar nominees. At the movies. You got the list in front of you? I'm looking at the list. Where are we going to start? Let's start in the bottom right corner and work our way up to the top left. Oh, man. And now have you... Okay, that that short film animated, right? So we got we got short film animated, short film live action, and documentary short subject. Okay. Now I gotta ask you. Yes. Are you familiar with any of these movies? Because I am not. I saw one. I saw one of the short film animated ones. Which one? I saw Burrow on Disney Plus. Is it about rabbits? It's about rabbits. <laughs> how did you how did you not see the the, 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 the promotion for it? I don't know. That's All a right. good So burrow is about a rabbit who moves into this burrow and he has this grand design about how he's gonna make it and he's looking at all of his neighbors and they all they all have like really nice uh burrows and stuff he's self-conscious about the design of his burrow because they don't look like his so he tries to do it himself and he just messes up and it leads to more problems and it ends with a theme of you know asking others for help is a good thing and it helps you you know not get in and over your head i like the art design a lot it's a simple plot but it's about rabbits so that automatically gets the vote for me <laughs> is it hand-drawn animation or 3d animation uh it's it looks 2d but it was now now 2d stuff is all done on computers but yeah it looks it looks like kind of like a mix of watercolor and painting okay yeah check it out on disney plus for free just a couple minutes and do you know anything about these other other ones i do not but the the only one that i know about is in the documentary short subject category i believe a concerto is a conversation is on youtube i think it's about a younger black man struggling with his own place in the the scope of classical music and so he's talking to someone he's talking to an older man who has lived in that world 
for a much longer time about each of their places. I don't know. I haven't watched it. <laughs> I'm I'm speculating. You saw but the it trailer? Looked, it looked interesting. Yeah, I was I was compiling my my movie trailer playlist. That, were but, you able to find trailers for all of these? No, and frankly, I didn't. I didn't try because <laughs> you know we we didn't make predictions for these categories last year. No, we didn't. I don't even know what which ones won. So you being a, a documentary guy, do you ever seek out the short subjects? Uh, not really because they're generally really hard to find. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. like the only way for you to see the short subjects is for you to go to a theater and then watch where they're all playing them like all at once. Not mm-hmm. all at once, but like in one sequence. Yeah. So it's kind of hard, unless in to, to to see them otherwise. I wish I wish they were easier because I th- I personally feel that there are a lot of good stories that should should only be short films, you know, and don't have the legs to like do a hour forty running time. Yeah. Do you think a platform like YouTube would be a good place for them? Yeah. Maybe like movie. Maybe. But like the i but the but the idea is like for the directors and everyone involved is to get paid like what they deserve. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to a a, a, a streaming service. And it probably exists, but I don't know if it has all the all like all these things on it. So we'll yeah, see. yeah. I feel bad not having opinions on these, but it would be nice if they were more accessible, Watchable, right? Yeah, because if there is anything we don't have enough of, we don't have enough streaming services. Yeah, we we definitely have enough of those. Maybe Hulu or Netflix could find out some kind of just distribution deal for them. Let's do this. I think this would be fun. Let's, uh, for you, let's look through all like the names of the movies and just by the movie title we call it, <laughs> and they won't count for anything. Because, okay. like, these don't even have rotten or, like, or like or crit- audience scores on them. That's how little people have seen these. So you want me to guess what I think is going to win? Yeah. I Or do you want me to go first? Uh, let me go first. Okay. So for short film animated, I'm going to say opera. <laughs> because that sounds artistic. I think, have like, if I hadn't seen Burrow, I would say, if anything happens, I love you. I just think that's so interesting. That's, that's what, what, what an interesting title. You know, yeah, I'm, like, I'm you're kind of drawn in by that. Right? Your mind just goes like, oh, is this like a post-apocalyptic thing? Or I would I would watch that movie, having not known what, what, what it is. All right. Short film, live action. Ooh, we got, we have Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. Hmm. I'm going to say Feeling Through, because it feels like there's an overt drama there. I'm going to say the letter room because I feel like I want to know what's in that letter room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, I, I I get it. it. Does something happen in the letter room? Or, like, is is that where the letters are written? I it's, this, this, it's, There's a lot of stuff in there. In documentary short subject, we have Colette. A concerto is a conversation. Do not split. Hunger Ward. And a love song for Latasha. Did you also read? Did you also read? Do not split as do not spit. No, I did not. Okay, <laughs> I did. Do not now, spit. Yeah, I'm gonna pick do not split because okay. I want to know what's what are we not splitting? Is it the tip? Is it the check? Right. 
It's, is it the M. Night Shyamalan film Split? I think, having not seen anything about this, I think it's a documentary on the making of Ghostbusters. And it's about crossing the streams. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be released on the Criterion yeah. version of Ghostbusters. Hunger Ward, I bet, is a bulimia documentary. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> it You're sounds like it. It just sounds like it. A love song for Latasha. That eh, sounds like a music thing. I see. I I think that sounds like maybe it's about a parent, a single parent, and they're trying to make their music career work for their child. The child oh. is really young, but loves the parent. Ah, oh. that's that's a, that's a really interesting take. That's where my mind goes. You know what? Just for that, I think I think that might make that the most interesting out of everything here. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm going to pick a love song for Latasha because of how what movie you made for it. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do something because I, not to do my own horn, I have won enough Oscar predictions yeah. that I don't need to win anymore. So I'm going to be filling out my ballot while we do this. Yeah. So I'm going to pick opera. Okay. Feeling through. And do not split. Do not split. Cool. All right. Moving on to visual effects, where I actually have a reference point for these movies. We have Tenet, The One and Only Ivan, Mulan, The Midnight Sky, and Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters has a, has a really good score, by the way. We're looking at this. I had not heard about it. Oh, my God. Either. It does. Yeah. Did you watch the, the, the trailer for it? Uh, I did it not. It looks like a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. It looks terrible. This this does look not very good. No, it, it looks terrible. And oh wow! This I know it's I know it's a pandemic year, but I think the Oscar voters see an obvious visual effect and think that that's what makes it good. So while there may be monsters in this one, the there's there's gorillas and all sorts of talking animals in the one and only Ivan. They just picked them because the. The special effects are in your face, whereas something like Tenet or even something like Mank, which is a lot more subtle. It's all about background. Right. They totally ignore. Yeah, because it's not it's not a visual effect or like not not as how the modern effects are done nowadays. But like I could see how people who I could see like VFX artists be like really offended by that, I guess, you know. I was like, I spent an entire two years of my life <laughs> making that monster's butt, <laughs> and you give it to Mank. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching a little bit of this trailer, and I'm wondering if it's based on a property. It seems in the realm of Goosebumps or something. Right. And that's the that's the production quality, too. Well, it's, it's distributed by Paramount, which is Nickelodeon's... Uh... Parent company? Yeah, well, they're how the, how they distribute movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's got really good reviews on Amazon too. Am I gonna have to watch this? I'll give it a shot. It has better numbers than well, okay. Well, it's not like Tenet is a masterpiece, but it has better better numbers than Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can hear this one. If, yeah. That's oh, right. okay. Well, on, on Metacritic, it has a sixty. So I I need to know what the deal is. You you're gonna have to investigate this because I right. want nothing to do with this movie. 
I'll watch a little bit of it until I be like, I don't need to see any more of this. Mulan, that's that's Disney trash. I don't I don't remember the special effects in Mulan being that great. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it. And the Midnight Sky has space stuff in it. So I'm gonna put Tenet for this one. I'm gonna say Tenet too. You have having not seen it. I bet the visual effects are really interesting though. Mm-hmm. And a lot a lot better incorporated. But I I guess thinking about it. Not as good sort- as Love and Monsters, but you know. Fair. Movies that are the most of something, that have the most overt of equality. So the the loudest movie will win, the movie with the most visual effects will be nominated, like Love and Monsters. The movie with the the most obvious cinematography, which sometimes is is correct. Other yeah. times it's like, oh, the gimmick was really impressive. Yeah. Like 1917. Moving on to film editing, we have The Trial of the Chicago 7, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, Nomadland, and The Father. I've seen almost all these movies except for Promising Young Woman. And a father. And child, child seven. So I've seen two of these movies. I've seen three of them. And I'm going to have to give it up to The Sound of Metal. I think it does really interesting editing in terms of get, letting you feel like what it is to be inside this guy's head. But and do you think that was more accomplished by the sound? Uh, I guess that's true. I guess that's more of the sound mixing, isn't, isn't it? Uh, I don't no if i would give it to nomadland i mean the performances in nomadland are are really what make it and it's not and it's not cut heavy in terms of how it builds its dialogue mm-hmm. but so between the two that i've seen i would i would still give it a sound of middle <laughs> now okay. the trial of the chicago seven has my favorite old guy in it uh but i frank langella it has the it has it has Frankie L, so I'm tempted I'm tempted to 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 give that one high marks. But having having not seen it, I'm gonna have to give this one a sound of metal. So let me get this straight: you want to pick Trial of the Chicago Seven for best editing because Frank Langella is in it. <laughs> yes, well, Frank Langella is an editor, you see. <laughs> you know what? This, I, here's, this here's, no, let, let me let me tell you my let me tell you my reasoning for this. Because tell me name a Frank Langella movie with bad editing. You can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> I haven't seen He Man. He was in He Oh, he was in He Man? Yeah, he said he did it for his kids. Yeah, he plays Skeletor. What? Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my god, look up images. It's it's like actually scary. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Could you imagine like your kids are like, I wanna I, I, I love He Man. It was like, hey, I'm skeletor in that <laughs> And like now whenever you see your father, you just see like a, an awful skeleton. Oh, oh god. god. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. That looks like good Star Trek makeup. It's Voldemort before Voldemort. <laughs> Can you imagine the kids going to school and be like, well, my dad was Skeletor. <laughs> okay, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna follow my gut of the thing that is the most overt well, Trial of the Chicago Seven did combine 
the footage that they shot with news footage. So I, I'm I'm. But you don't know how it, you don't know how they did it. So. But I'm I'm thinking in terms of obvious editing. I have to I have to put myself in the mind of an Oscar voter. Well, which movies have you seen? I've seen uh, Chicago Seven, Sound of Metal, and Promising Young Woman. Okay. I I don't think Nomadland, from what I know about it, is going to win just because I know Chloe Zhao's style. It probably isn't. Now, why not Promising Young Woman? That would be my first choice. It the okay. So um, you know what? I'm locking it in. The promising of a young woman. Yeah, it's okay. locked. Okay. Wait. So 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 you actually saw how how they integrated the, the the footage in in Chicago Seven. I saw that they did it. If you, but 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 you don't know. Did how they? they did it. I guess I need to see to to understand the context then. Well, it, there there was a riot scene, so they had footage of of the riot. And then they would cut to the characters who are actually actors interacting with it somehow. And it, it sort of blended together really well. It flowed together. Oh, like they, they put them inside the footage? No, they didn't put them in the footage. They cut it together so it seemed like one one event that was filmed. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I need to see. I need it. I really need to see it. Let's see. Right. I think you would like it. Next up, we have production design, which has Tenet, News of the World, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and The Father. But before before we go into this, we should explain what production design is. It's basically like the making of the set and 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 the props and and everything in it that goes into the the into the production, crafting the world of the film exactly to give it verisimilitude. Ooh. Five syllables. I'm going to say that Tenet and the father are not going to win. I'm thinking that the voters are going to skew more towards period piece, which the three left are. What do you think? I'm going to say Mank. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I'm going to say Mank because I was I was really impressed with the production design. It felt like it was shot during that time. In terms mm-hmm. of the camera that they use, in terms of like, I feel like some of there were shots in there that was that were in Hearst Castle. I I I could be wrong, but like when I when I look at that that movie, I was like, God damn. Have you I seen the VFX that. breakdown? Uh no, it's nuts. The whole thing is green screen. <laughs> it sometimes it feels like that because they're uh, they're putting they're putting trees in scenes. Oh really? They're adding in a lot of ceilings. Oh, okay. And chandeliers. It's impressive. So it's it's sort of disappointing to not see them nominated for best special effects because it's integrated so seamlessly. Well, I mean, I guess the reality now is that's every movie now, huh? That is true. I'm going to say Mank 2 because I feel like it did a while well, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom did something similar, I think Mank probably did a better job and is mo- more overt than News of the World. There's more to that they had to recreate. The next category is cinematography. We have Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Who's the winner? I think it's it's a tie between Judas and Mank. Judas was shot really great. Yeah. I, I'm Sean surprised, Bobbitt. I'm surprised Judas didn't get nominated for editing because I really like the editing in that movie. 
but uh ooh, nomad lands on here too though that's this is gonna be tough i ooh, oofta i because i could see i could also see make winning this to be honest it's a tough one this is a tough one this is a toughie i'm gonna say judas you're gonna say judas yeah and why are you gonna say I know, judas? i'm gonna say judas because it looks like they they treated the the film to look like it was of that era a little bit not to say that mank isn't but i think judas has a little more was judas shot in a film i th- i want to say yes but before i do now you said yes so now we're gonna make you look like an idiot <laughs> Sean Bobbitt shoots on. Fi- uh, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, no, digging, no, 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 you can't, you can't, you, you can't dig in my like, grave deeper. You can't do it like that. Alexa, Ari, Alexa. Ooh. Digital. I'm an idiot. No. <laughs> and we talked, we talked about this last week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it was released today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think Judas has a little more, dare I say, public favor going for it, and a little more a little more energy now it is yeah it is true that the cinematography ones are usually ones that people know and they're not like what what's make (laughs) so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say make but a runner-up i'm gonna say nomadland because i feel like a lot of people i i feel like a lot of people would 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 know that movie Mm -hmm. but this is this is a tough one we'll see it, 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 it could go anywhere and then so you're locking in judas i'm locking in judas all right you're you're gonna say mank yep i would like mank to win i actually have i wouldn't i i, I wouldn't be mad if 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 any of these won if any of these movies uh wanted except for news of the world probably which i haven't seen but i i haven't seen <laughs> next up we have costume design emma ma rainey's black bottom mank Mulan, Pinocchio. Now this is a toss-up because these are all period stuff. Is Pinocchio a period piece? Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> it looks. Well, it, it it looks it looks like it takes place in that the fantastical. It's it's fantasy. So yeah. It's, what what period is Lord of the Rings? <laughs> now something to note here, folks. Emma is the only movie on this list with punctuation is a period at the end of emma so this is a tough one but i'm gonna say emma just because they had to make i feel like the the more the more period the period piece the the better chance of winning yeah i could i i could be mistaken but there there may have been some inaccuracies with mulan in terms of like the clothing and stuff and there's there may be some stuff on like youtube on there but it's interesting to see that on here. Oh, people did did breakdowns yeah. of the yeah. Yeah, costume yeah. design for Mulan. Yeah, I think Emma looks like the favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's really. I I don't know about you, but for me, it's really whenever whenever films are set in Victorian England, I get there's only varying degrees of like how how much they look the same to me. My eye cannot discern with like, oh, that's that that that's a period correct dress. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say make, <laughs> but, but you can't you can't you can't think that specifically because 
We're just going by sight here. They're, the Oscar right. voters are just going to say, oh, that, that dress looks like it was difficult to make, which, or find, which probably true. Did Phantom Thread win for costume design the, that year? Yes, it did. It did? Okay, that, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Uh, and you've seen Emma? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Anya. How was she in this? She was great. I liked her a lot. You know, I'm going to give it to Anya. I'll give it to Anya. Anya. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it to Anya. <laughs> Do you think they've met? <laughs> no. I, I, I'm going to make that video. And then and then Anya's going to act in an Anya movie. And then, and then, and then Anya is going to sing an Anya song. <laughs> And then they're this... both gonna, and then they're both gonna realize that it's not so easy being the other person. You sound like you're getting closer to your your uh, adult swim project. Yeah, yeah. Is this gonna be all of these? Is this gonna be a collection of our conversations from this and it being done in real life? Makeup and hairstyling. Emma, hillbilly elegy. Ma Rainey's black bottom. Mank, and Pinocchio. How many how many nominations does Mank have? Mank has the most this year. Without, I without, believe. How many is that? Nine or ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, it seems like they're sweeping this. You've seen... I've seen one. I have seen two. Hillbilly and Mank? Hill, Hillbilly, the... Gosh, the the wigs look terrible. We should we should we should make note of this. Uh, it has a twenty six percent critic score, but an eighty five percent audience score. It has the lowest critic score of any movie nominated this year. So it just tells you how much of the audiences are hillbillies. <laughs> well, con- conservatives are really defensive about this movie for some reason. Yeah. Which... How, what what does the trailer look like? Have you seen it? Oh, it looks bad. Okay. And it Courtney saw it in theaters she said it was bad people say it's bad it looks bad well they're clearly not part of the rotten tomato score true is this a ron howard movie yeah whoa looks like he's uh pulling out his grinch abilities again why would you <laughs> why, why why does your mind go to the grinch because <laughs> he directed it i know but like this looks nothing like the grinch because that movie's a piece of shit <laughs> I will say this is his most hillbilly movie. That's not, but like I don't, I don't think of Ron Howard when I think of that stuff, which is kind of funny. But here we are. Here we are. Could you imagine Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Because there's a Ma Rainey. Okay. Yeah, they they did stuff to Viola Davis to make her look different. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good call actually. I mean, not that they didn't with Emma, but I think I think they really did a lot with the makeup and and and, and hairstyle to make her look good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna concur with that one. Okay, we got Ma Rainey's. We got Ma Rainey's locked in. Next category is sound. I I feel like did they cut a sound category? Because I feel like there used to be sound mixing and sound editing and editing, and now there's just sound. Yeah, when we talked about this last year, it was like, can people really tell the difference? And I guess they can't. And I guess in the year of COVID, <laughs> there's really not enough. So, going off of sound, hmm, I want to say Sound of Metal, because that now, really... Now, now, oh, I see. Okay, so, 
so for the folks at home, there's an original score category, there's an original song category, and then there's sound. So this sound does not include the the score. No, it's all in-world sound. Yeah, it is the mixing, this is the editing. Yeah, and I, I, I did not read the nominees. We have Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Pretty obvious. My instincts tell me that to pick the loudest movie, which I'm guessing would be Greyhound... But Sound of Metal really used the design to tell the story more. Yeah. So I'm going to lock that one in. That is mine as well. I could see how people would, would go to Seoul, having not seen Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. There is a sequence in there where the, the main character is playing the piano, and it's really it's really good. But if I'm thinking about like the, the sound design of the, the movie, like aside from that, it just... Uh... It doesn't. It doesn't really compare to Sound of Metal. The stuff that they're doing in Sound of Metal, with like, like with what you said, like, the design of it and getting into you know the characters' heads. Yeah. It's really subjective work. Yeah, I really felt it. It. I. I felt what it felt like to be deaf, which is really impressive. So, or at least I got a sense of it. Moving on to original song, we have "Fight for You" from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice from The Trial of the Chicago 7, Husavik from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, EOC, Scene from The Life Ahead, and Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Have you heard any of these songs, Kevin? No. And I've seen Judas and the Black Messiah. (laughs) So that's impressive. (laughs) What a weird category. I'm going to put in the Husavik song, and I'm going to hear, I'm going to listen to it right now. I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you if it's any good. It's not bad, actually. I've list- I have a playlist on Spotify of all these songs. I've listened to them all. Yeah. And I like the first three pretty well. EOC sounds like that Imogen Heap song with the, ooh, what you say. It, it, it sort of reminded me of that and a song from Greatest Showman. Yeah. And I think Speak Now is kind of a boring song. I've, so. lis- I've listened to 10 seconds of Husevik. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> it's okay. really good it's pretty good I'm, I'm impressed that 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 gal's got some pipes on her now here here's my question yes should you think more about the political ramifications of a movie and skew more that way meaning if a will ferrell wins for best original song <laughs> yes is it is it disrespecting the implications of judas and the black messiah from listening to the song, it sounds like they genuinely put effort into the song. Mm-hmm. So, I would say more than the fight for you. I don't know. I, I, I can't say which one put more effort, but I feel... But, like, I like songs that are really emotive, and mm-hmm. I got that a lot out of the song. And having seen Judas and the Black Messiah, I don't remember there being a song. <laughs> so that So that says something. Yeah. Do you remember Hear My Voice from The uh, the Child? Or did you no, have to go that, back and look it up? That's the thing. The, the songs play over the credits. It's, yeah. It's it's so weird when the song is not incorporated into the movie, like La La Land or A yeah. Star is Born, where it's part of the story. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing that Husevik is – I feel like that's the big showstopper. That's, that's the climax, Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna pick that one. Yep, too. Good job, good job, Will. Good job writing this song. Original score. We have 
The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. I've only seen two of these movies, and they were scored by the same person. I didn't know Mank had a soundtrack out of a score, <laughs> and I and I watched the whole thing. Wait, really? I, I yeah, but like it's the, a big part of it. Is it? I, yeah, I remember, it really is. I remember dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm inclined towards that one too i'm picking between two trent Reznor scores i like mank because it was different for him trent trent made this did the score for soul yeah he did he and atticus ross did the more ethereal stuff while john batiste did all the uh, jazz compositions ah that makes sense that makes sense I'm going to pick Soul 2 because I think the music is the best part of it. Uh, so we're both locking in Soul for this. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Best International Feature. Another Round from Denmark. Better Days from Hong Kong. Collective from Romania, which is a documentary. The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia. And Quo Vadis Eda from Bosnia. Three of these movies have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics i have only seen another round as i think you have too i have seen another round and i liked it quite a bit you liked it less so (laughs) yeah it was it was fine i think of all of the i think of all of the the movies about drinking i think that that was a really good one not that i've seen a lot of movies about drinking It, it didn't dive enough into the culture of drinking which yeah. I think would have been more interesting. It has an interesting premise where these these four guys are they're they're essentially day drinking because to maintain a minimum a, a minimum blood alcohol content because they they think it'll make them happier and they keep pushing it farther and farther. It's a good premise. I don't think the movie does enough with it. Yeah, having seen it, I, I'm I'm running the same experiment, but I had to quit because <laughs> I could not hit the minimum. <laughs> While throwing up. Uh, the Man Who Sold His Skin. I want to see that movie just by reading the title. It looked interesting. Does he have no skin on it? It's about a guy who agrees to have a work of art tattooed on his back, I believe. Okay. It looks satirical. Oh. Interesting. One of the things that seen, I gleaned from the movie is, is he's given his back for the work of art. Does that mean he has to be the work of art his rest of the rest of his life? I'm sure the movie has makes a little bit more sense than that. But no, no, that that that, that makes a lot of sense. That's interesting. Yeah, that, I I I like that idea actually. Just just by you describing that, I think it's the first time a movie from Tunisia has been nominated. Go for Tunisia. Now, does that mean it's a Tunisian director? I don't know. Quavadis. I'm sorry to be to butcher that name. The Bosnian film. It's about, I think it's about the Bosnian genocide. Let's just read the Wikipedia for it because they could do a much better job. Where are you going, Ada? Is what it translates to. UN translator Ada tries to save her family after the army of Republika Sprska takes over the city of Srebrenica prior to the Srebrenica massacre. Her family is among the thousands of citizens looking for shelter in a UN camp. As an insider to the negotiations, Ada has access to crucial information that she needs to interpret. Sounds, Sounds heavy. heavy. And the, the trailer looks pretty heavy, too. 
the Oscars tend to favor movies from these parts of the world. Yes. Less developed and more like let's you know these these people have a voice too. So I would say that one might be. I don't know. We'll see. There, there are two very political films in this category. The movie Collective is about Romanian journalists trying to uncover a public health care corruption. And it, it has a very good trailer. I think all of these do. I'm watching the one from Better Days right now. See, that's the only one I didn't see. I Somehow I, I missed that one trailer, I mean. It came out in 2019. But I'm still going to give it to the Bosnian one. I'm going to go Collective. Romains. Romain. The next category is documentary feature. The Collective. Crip Camp. A Disability Revolution. The Mole Agent. My Octopus Teacher. And Time. I've seen one of these. Which is Time. Which is Time. Look, do you see this pretty low audience score? For Time? Yeah. I disagree with that completely. <laughs> I wonder what that's about. I wonder if that's being review bombed. I don't by know racist if it's people. I don't know. Well, I, I can see how if you paid money for it, you would go into it, and it's like this is kind of slow and boring. I can see how you would say that. You need to. You need to go into it. It's a it. documentary. <laughs> it's a doc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where? There are no octopuses in here. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is black people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I, I really like Time. I think it's a very current movie. And of all the movies that I've seen, documentaries that I've seen, I on this list, I, I, I think it deserves it. Do you have any interest in any of the other films? I saw my... I didn't see My Octopus Teacher, but I've seen... But, like, that was on Netflix for a while, and I heard some people saying some interesting things about it. And then some other people thinking that it was less good. So, I heard jokes about it. Yeah. Like, I can't believe the guy fucked the octopus. <laughs> and he does, so. Have you seen the trailer for The Mole Agent? I feel like you would, it's right up your alley. Is it an actual mole? Because if it's not, no. then, I'm, then I'm, I'm deadly disappointed. But it's about an elderly man in Chile who infiltrates a assisted living facility to see if the the residents are being treated poorly. Oh, that's hilarious. Just by looking at the look of this guy, I already like like the way he looks. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. This isn't shot like a documentary, which is interesting. Yeah, this isn't like shot like a film. I think I think all of this is... uh Not all of this, but a lot of this is like dramatized. Re- yeah, recreations. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, I'm going to say collective. What do you like about the collective? I don't know. I, I've... It, 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 it feels like... Well, maybe, hmm, maybe I have to, I have to be really cynical about this and say Crip Camp. <laughs> not, not, not to discount any of the movie. It's more about the Oscar voters being. I don't know. Is it, is the trailer good? Have you seen the trailer? The trailer does look good. Okay. Well, I haven't seen the trailer. The Mole Agent trailer looks okay, but my time with time was really good. So I'm still going to say time. I'll say Crip Camp. You're going to say Crip Camp? Yeah. Would you ever watch the movie? I would. Where I don't even, I don't even know where it's available. And see, that's Pretty the thing. Sure I'm... it's on Netflix. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I think. Not according to my algorithm. Uh, it is on Netflix. There you go. 
it's not my kind of movie, but let's, we'll see. So you're locking it in. I'm going to lock that one in, yeah. Next up, we have animated feature, Onward. Isn't that wild? Like, that th- Like that movie felt like it came out years ago. Yeah, and it's uh, from what I hear, it's not great. So it's kind of shocking that Pixar saturated the market. Oh, they're all... Yeah, the, the, saturated this category. There are two Disney movies on here. So we have Onward, Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Now you saw Over the Moon. It has a rabbit, doesn't it? It does have a rabbit, but it was not a good movie. So it did not do the rabbit justice, so I'm not going to give it to them. I think it's between Soul and Wolfwalkers. I agree. Now... Ardman, the the company that has made the Sean the Sheep movies, I believe, right? It's an yes. Ardman, yeah. They have a really fine pedigree, though, so it's gonna be tough. But I will, I'm gonna give Wolfwalkers the benefit of the doubt because I really like Wolfwalkers, so I'm 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 going. I want to. I want them to win, but I could see I could see Sean the Sheep running away with this, being an Ardman movie. I think the competition is with Soul because he got the Pixar Pete Doctor machine. Oh. With a movie with a person of color protagonist that's about death. Ah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it might be Soul. I'm going to lock in Soul. I'm going to say Wolfwalkers because I know because it's not going to win, but I still want it to. <laughs> now, here's the thing is that, like, Inside Out, did Inside Out win the year it was nominated? Yes. Okay, good. Because I feel that Inside Out is a better movie. Than Soul? Yeah. I would agree with that. But them's the breaks. I was critical of Soul, but there was also stuff I really liked about it. It has one of the best dialogue exchanges in an animated movie that I've ever seen between him and his mom. Oh, that was really good. I was really impressed by. Yeah. It seemed like a really adult conversation. For 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 a Pixar movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Soul does more things right than it does wrong. But some of the wrong things that it does take up a lot of the movie. <laughs> They're pretty egregious. Compared to his last film, Inside Out, I feel like it does... It, it also does some things wrong, but I feel like there's better flow into the yeah. things that it does right. And Pete Docter has plenty of Oscars. It would be nice if something else won. I would be happy to be wrong about this one. What is he a doctor in? He's a PhD. Uh, he's a doctor of animation. <laughs> I love when you lead into it. <laughs> Do you think when he was on set, does he say the doctor's in? <laughs> he should. That's That would be funny. <laughs> and when he leaves work. The doctor's not in. The doctor is out. <laughs> you need to go. People on set are crying. <laughs> Please, Pete, stop saying that. <laughs> All right. Adapted screenplay. Borat. Subsequent movie film. The Father. Nomad Land. One Night in Miami. The White Tiger. Interesting category. I didn't know Nomad Land was adapted from something. Yeah, it's a book. Is it really? Yeah, no. it's a book. It's, yeah, it's, it seems like original, right? But no, it's a book. God, I want to see The Father. <laughs> Do you, oh, did you know that it uh, when it was on Broadway, that's Frank Lin- yeah, Frankie L. Frankie L. Which is why I'm a little bit peeved because of like, why can't you just get him? I would have liked to see that. I would have, yeah. 
not not digging on Anthony, not digging on a- a- Andy a- Andy H, because I believe Olivia Coleman also plays in the. I don't think she was in the production that Frank was in. Oh, okay. But he did win a Tony for it. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of I love Frank Langella. I would have liked to see him. Do you think come it, back and do it? Do you think it'll be on Disney Plus, like what they did with Hamilton? I think it's gonna be on uh, Quibi. <laughs> That's how it, how it was meant to be seen. Right. Just in like little bits, right? And then like, you just have to click, keep clicking like part eighty-seven, <laughs> and it's vertical. Uh, all right. No my land for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say. I've only seen one of these movies, which is Bor- Borat. <laughs> so I guess you got to give it to Borat then, don't you? Now, let's let's use this as an opportunity to talk about Borat. So it was a good movie film. Okay. Did you like it more than the original? I, I did because prior to the second one coming out, I watched Borat yeah. by myself, which may have been a mistake to watch a comedy by myself, but it didn't have the same impact as it did when I saw it the first time. I mean, there's only so so many belly laughs per per lifetime. And knowing about the naked wrestling match going in, there wasn't anything else to impress me. I didn't think any of his gotcha moments were... I mean, looking back now, they weren't as impressive to me. So I think having a reference point for the insanity that Borat 2, the political stuff that Borat 2 is commenting on, helped me enjoy it more. Yeah. And feel the need to laugh from it more. I like the girl quite a bit in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I like when she, she was, goes. She was great. I like when she goes to that feminist meeting. <laughs> She's just asking all the wrong questions. <laughs> and then she goes to the bathroom. Anyway, yeah, I... I I liked it quite a bit, and I don't know if it's gonna hold up better or worse than Borat, but I guess, but I guess time will tell. There, there are there are some there are some in here that do not do as that do not uh, do as well as the other ones. Like the Mike Pence thing, I didn't think that one was edited very well together. I don't know if mm-hmm. he wasn't able to get what he needed, but maybe they they didn't need to put that in there. I mean, all all the prank was was coming out. It was walking out and saying, Michael Bennis, we have a girl for right. you. Right. So. Which is in the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer, you know the joke. Well, it was it was out. It was out before the trailer. People were talking about it. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it's not like he caught Mike Pence saying something damning. Right. Or that he got like Rudy Giuliani in a really compromising position. Yeah. So it's it's difficult with these with these more topical movies to to age well. Yeah. But I guess only time will tell. I'm going to lock in Nomadland. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the, much to my chagrin, it's the favorite. I want them to announce all the movies and then like, and then, and then Borat subsequent wins. And then just like a close up onto Chloe Zhao's face. (laughs) Which if if it's, if it's, if it's done digitally, if she's on a screen. Oh, that's that's right. That's going to be an awkward position. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's just like Zoe, like they're they're telling her like zoom in on your face more. Yeah, get get real in there. <laughs> She's got tears in her eyes. Oh yeah, that's great. Well, David Fincher would take a shot yeah. every time that he he lost at the Golden Globes this year. Oh so really? You, you got 
Yeah, you gotta take it in stride. You you, you gotta have fun with it. Do you think his 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 speech, if he wins, would be in character? Borat? Oh no, I don't think so. You don't think so? Hmm. No. That would be hilarious. He didn't he didn't do it in character at at the Golden Globes. Oh, he won in the Golden Globes. He did. Okay. All right, that'd be fun though. So next up, we have original screenplay. We have Trial of the Chicago Seven, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, Minari, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Hmm. I haven't seen Minari. Uh, my sister said it was good, but it was a little slow. So for me, this is up to this is between Sound of Metal and Judas and the Black Messiah, and they're both really good in their own ways. See, I think the the Sorkinness gives an gives a advantage to Trial of the Chicago Seven. I'm not saying I agree with it, but they're they're gonna say, oh that that dialogue, oh my gosh, that's that's movie making right there. And did you really like? Did that. you really like the dialogue? I did. I need to watch that movie to, again to see if it holds up because I have a, I think Aaron Sorkin is a little uh, full of himself. So like Steve Jobs, good, yeah. Check out our Steve Jobs social network episode, people. <laughs> it's over a year old now, I think. That was on one of our first episodes. It was. Uh, I'm gonna lock in Trial of Chicago Seven. I'm gonna lock in Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas. I think it has to win something. I feel like it's gonna win a lot more than than than, than we're giving it credit for. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start giving it some love now. The next category is actor in a supporting role. Sasha Baron Cohen in The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Daniel Kalu Oh fudge. Help me out here. Kalua. Daniel Kalua. Judas and the Black Messiah. Wait, wait, wait. No no Kaluya? Kaluya? I think it's Kaluya. All right, send, send, folks, send in letters to how how terribly we butchered these names here tonight. <laughs> and we, I like him too. I should know how to say his name. I'm gonna, I'm before I finish the rest of this. I'm, I, I think I might pick him. But anyway, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Rishi, Sound of Metal, Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah. So I have a question for you. What's the question for me? Lakeith and Daniel are the leads of the movie. Yes. Why are they in the supporting category? Because they are both supporting. There's not a lead. Oh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're both leads. So, no. So, if everyone is super, then nobody is. <laughs> just <laughs> that's, that's kind that, of a... That, that's my thought, anyway. I No, I, I get what you're saying. It just seems a little... Right. Well, here's the thing. If one of them wins and the other one is the lead, right? <laughs> you can't have too many people of color in the leading category. Right. Can you have two two leads uh, in a movie? Because you can. Yeah. Because you cause... Can, Because that's how I think. Because that's how I think they were doing this. I was like, well, you you can only have one lead, but you get a multiple supporting. So you guys are both supporting now. You can have both a female and a male lead. That's true, but these are yeah. So why? So you. Why not have one of the same gender? Because that's too many leads of the same gender. <laughs> <laughs> too many leads. Too many. many leads. Too many leads. So, Paul, now, I don't... He was really good he, in the movie. Was he the Was he the, 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 the guy who ran the place? Yes. Oh, he was really good. 
really under understated and but i'm still gonna give this one to daniel if you watch this movie like it's it's only for his performances it is something else yeah it's 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 a tough one i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna pick him you know what i i have actually seen sound of metal and i really like his performance so i'm gonna pick paul racy just to be just to be a little saucy what else is he in? He's probably been in a lot of smaller films, but this is his first role that's gotten attention. I know he does Broadway a lot, mm. or more. He does more theater generally. Yeah, he was really good in that movie, but nothing compared to uh, Reese. All right, actress in a supporting role. We have probably my my favorite nomination of this entire season. Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman for The Father. Amanda Seyfried for Mank. And Yu Jung Yoon for Minari. Uh God, I wish I've seen The Father. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that for every every time. Best sound. God, I wish I've seen the God, father. God, I wish I watched the father. Uh hmm. Maria looks like she's out there. I'm going to say Maria Bakalova because, yeah. yes, it's it's a comedy film. But keep in mind, she had to have the the skills of keeping in character like Sasha did and improvising like he does. Right. And that was super hard to find. I re- yeah. I, I, I don't know where I saw it, but there they, they was like a little feature read about like how all the different people that they that they interviewed and, 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 uh, and tested. And she, she won out out of everyone which is like a really big task yeah so it's in- impressive acting going on so i'm i'm locking in her because i think that would be fun if she won also olivia already won one right for the favorite she does don't get greedy now olivia <laughs> glenn close is is infamous for being nominated several times and never winning amanda seafried is good in mank she's really good and I haven't seen Minari, but that's uh, an Asian woman, so that may have an advantage. I don't know. I think after Maria. I I think after Parasite came out, Minari was like, "Hey, Koreans are getting our shot here. <laughs> let's 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 dive in," because it's also a movie about family, which is pretty funny. Like a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, it's about family. I don't have friends. I have family. What are you locking in someone? I'm locking in Maria. I really do. Nice. Want, yeah. I think I would like her to win the most out of everybody here. The next category is leader in an acting role. Actor in a leading role. Reese Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Gary Oldman in Make. And Steven Yun in Minari. God, I wish I've seen The Father. <laughs> so both Anthony and Gary have Oscars already. Oh, okay. Fuck them then. <laughs> so I think it's up to... I think it's up to uh, the remaining three. Reese I... definitely deserves it, but it's going to be Chadwick here. Yes. I, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to sound so disappointed by that. There's, there's just an air of, oh, we have to give it to him. Yeah, this is because of his 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 time as 
uh, in Black Panther? No, it's actually for his role in 21 Bridges. They overlooked his performance in that. And this is to make up for that. Right. That movie got snubbed. I was looking forward to the sequel. But now they can't be one. 22 Bridges Street. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think will accept it? Probably his wife. Okay. I'm guessing. Because I believe she accepted it on his behalf for the Golden Globes. Yeah. So I think it would be be her. Poor Reese. That that's the I feel like he's the he's he's the most overlooked actor in Hollywood. I wouldn't say most. I would say he's like he's he's up there and he's he's like one of the top five overlooked actors. And he's he's exceptionally talented. Yeah. And he picks great projects. And he he's a raw nerve in that movie too. Oh yeah, he's amazing. He's he's just he's just every time he's he's on screen he's like he's electric. Like, just, like, the way he talks, you can feel, like, the desperation sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, did just, and I didn't get that out of Black Panther. <laughs> All right. I'm locking in Chadwick. We're locking in Chadwick. Good luck, Chadwick. Next up, we have actress in a leading role. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomad Land, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I have seen two. Have I even seen that? No, I haven't. I've seen no, I have seen. I've seen two of these movies. What, what was Promising it? Young Woman and Pieces of a Woman. And I will say so Pieces you... of a Woman is a bloated, self impressed acting exercise of a movie oh don't do that don't do that to the curbster the first 20 minutes are great yeah and then it overstays its welcome yeah it should have been a short film yeah honestly honestly yeah it would have how was her acting in it though not great no it was it was good but there was an element of oh look at all the acting she's doing there's the acting Mm. instead of like putting it into the writing just like putting it into the like overacting a bit yeah what do you say maybe but i would say it skirts the line of melodrama mm. and well in your mind can can somebody with a really can a really good actress o- overcome that does that make sense no i i not in this case i think the writing was restrictive in yeah. that regard like, there was only one way to do it, and so the actors had no choice but to uh, sort of lean into it. The Catwoman problem. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the only problem wrong with Catwoman. Uh, <laughs> so I've only seen Nomadland, and I think... Did she win for... 20, for uh, three billboards? Damn it! Yeah. Did she win for three billboards? She did, and she went for Fargo, so she has two Oscars already. God damn. Viola Davis also has an Oscar for Fences. Really? Yep. I'm going to say Carrie Mulligan because I I have liked her for a while, and it's nice to see her really move out of her character type for for this really dark and twisty movie. Does she not play the same character in... Llewellyn Davis. <laughs> I got it. I got it eventually. Was she not the same character? No. 
She was really good in that too. I said this in a previous episode with I was talking to Courtney about her, and I feel like she's the the period piece, or th- at least that's the space she occupied in my mind, where she was the period piece actress because she did Far from the Matting Crowd, Pride and Prejudice, even though it was a small role, Suffragette. So she occupied that space in my mind. Yeah. So to see her in something more contemporary threw me off. Still throws me off. And I had never seen her in any of those movies, so. <laughs> so you really don't know. Well, I know she plays really good contemporary in Lewin Davis, so. Well, that that's a period piece, too. That's true, it is. Yeah, you don't think of it like that. So you're locking in pieces of a promising young woman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm locking in Frances. She's going to. There's too many. There's too many women in this category. Yeah. When are men finally going to get their chance in Hollywood? <laughs> but you're, you're locking in Francis? Yeah, I think she's going to go for the triple. Your girlfriend? Yep. Okay. All right. We're in a home stretch. This is directing. Thomas Vinterberg. Another round. David Fincher for Mank. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Emerald Fennel, promising young woman. Now, is there is there any doubt who's gonna win? I it's down to two for me, but one is like my one is like my uh, is like my hope. I don't think you know what it is, but you but but you have no doubt. So why do you think it's why do you think it's Emerald Fennel? I think it's Chloe. I also think it's Chloe, but you don't think Fincher can win for Meg? No. It's it's a really it's a it's a it is a really well directed movie though you you can't deny that it is it is so I I would be happy if he won for it it's it's not my favorite of his movies but I think he he deserves an Oscar and it is about Hollywood so maybe there's that advantage too yeah I could see I can see Mank winning over Nomadland but I would like Nomadland to win really yeah I but I can see Mank winning this one. Because Fincher doesn't have one, right? He does not. Right? So, could be that. And Chloe's just getting started in a career. Sowing sowing the seeds of doubt. All right, Daniel. Nomadland just feels like that artistic movie that people will say that they like and then forget about as soon as possible. You can say the same thing about about Mink. Yeah, I think I think which is fun. Here's what's funny about that because No Man in Land, I think for, for a general audience, is more enjoyable than Mank. I don't think Mank is. Hey, let's sit down and watch Mank. I mean, not that you would like sit down and watch No Man Land either, but like Mank is, at times, feels like a slog. Mm-hmm. But we're in the minds of the of, of the of the of the pickers. I don't know what I'm locking in. What are you locking? There's in? nothing like there's nothing like Parasite this year. No, Parasite was transcendent. I remember last. It really was. I remember last year I picked everything for Parasite. <laughs> you did, and you, and that paid dividends. Yeah, I'm gonna lock in Chloe, even though I think Fincher will win. I'm gonna lock. In, I'm gonna lock in Chloe too. Good luck, Chloe. You go, girl. Maybe one year she'll make a movie with an Asian in it. <laughs> I don't think it'll be good. Aren't there, aren't there Asians in the Eternals? I don't think that there is. Oh wait, uh, is there? I don't think so. If it's a, if it's directed by Chloe, they shouldn't be. 
cowboys. Yeah. An Asian person walks on her side like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> so the we have reached the final category. This is this is the Be- end game. Best picture. We have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Now I don't think this is gonna win. But God, I wish I saw the father. <laughs> but this is a strong category, though, this year. Despite there being so few movies to pick from. I'm going to eliminate some right off the bat. I'm going to eliminate The Father, okay. Minari, Trials Chicago 7, okay. and Sound of Metal. So that leaves Judas, Mank, Do you like Nomadland. Promising Young Woman more than Sound of Metal? Yeah. Interesting. But I don't think it's going to win Best Picture, so sadly I need to eliminate that one too. Uh, so that leaves Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, and Nomadland. I don't think Mank's going to win. I'm going to eliminate that one. And that leaves Judas and Nomadland. I'm going to pick Nomadland. Really? I would pick Judas. Yeah. I think I think after Black Lives Matter, I think it would be very dangerous to pick a movie with all white people in it. <laughs> that that is a fair statement to make yeah but would giving yeah the person of color who directed nomadland the recognition would that be significant in itself to well this is why any controversy from this is why this is why chloe would also might has a, a strong chance of winning for directing so you give her directing, and then best picture you can give to Judas. Oh, that is a very good point. Right. That is a very, very, very good point. Right. Mank wins for both. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do that. I am switching to Judas. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. As a as a movie, it's tough. Yeah, Nomadland and Judas and the Black Messiah, I both like the same level, but for very different reasons. But I would say... Yeah. No, Judas is going to win. Judas is going to win. Judas or Mank, I would say, is going to win. Now, uh, before we go, are there any movies that you felt were snubbed from the from last year that you want to... I don't think I saw any movies last year. <laughs> I would like to mention a few movies that I enjoyed and I think you should you should check out. One is Feels Good Man. The documentary about the evolution of Pepe the Frog. Yeah, is that streaming now? I don't think so. Mm. But it's it's funny. It's insightful. It It's kind of a feel-good story at the same time. I also want to mention The Social Dilemma, a movie about the dangers of social media sites and the risks they pose to mental health, democracy, the economy. Yeah, that, 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 a lot of people saw that one. And it's on Netflix, so it's easy to see. Oh, it's just a movie, right? It's not. It's not like a series. No, it's just a movie. Yeah. I want to shout out Rosamund Pike for "I Care a Lot." She gives a tremendous performance in that. What's that one about? She works for the state, and whenever she has a she has a racket where she she deems elderly people unable to take care of themselves and she puts them into assisted living and then drains them of all their resources. Oh Jesus. <laughs> it's and it's really it's dark in a in a gone girl way. I think you would really like it. Okay. 
she's but her performance is great in it. She's gonna she's gonna build a reputation if she ke- if she keeps picking these kinds of projects. Not that not that she doesn't do a great job. It's just that uh, people people are gonna look she's at gonna you. Gonna box a, herself in. People are gonna look at you in a certain way, Rosamund. I am going to also say the Invisible Man, good vi- visual effects, and I I would even give Elizabeth Moss. Uh, a shout out for acting. I think she does a great performance for a horror movie. And my one of my favorite movies of the last year, if it if not my most favorite, was The Kid Detective. That's right. Oh man, where was that on this list? A tiny little movie that would get no attention by the Oscars or any awards, but it's it's really funny. It surprisingly cathartic. It's launching careers though, which is which is good, because now that now that now that director's gonna now that director's on the he's on the he's in the he's in the radar now. Do you think? I I hope so. I hope I hope it gives more opportunities to for him and he's able to create stuff in the same vein as it. It's such a difficult movie to talk about because how much of, how much it uh, subverts expectations, but you really need to you really need to just go need to go into it and just feel it out it's really great yeah i i am running running on fumes here so kevin thank you so much for for doing this again yeah it's the second annual super 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 serious award ceremony let's see how we do folks we'll see you at the oscars bye bye bye